2: Wrestlemania 36 shaping up to be the weirdest Wrestlemania ever if it wasn't already plus
0: took me months to even open it and look what they offered me i didn't care it didn't matter because i wanted out
2: for tuesday march 24th 2020 this is your cultaholic wrestling news
3: you broke me john but the fiend he put me back together And at Wrestlemania, it's going to be a slaughter. You just don't know it yet. Let me in, John. (laughs) I don't want the Mark Calloway, that's posting selfies, getting on Twitter, and writing this and that. I don't want that. I want the Undertaker from yesteryear. That's who I want. I want to bring back the dead man. I'm going to bring back the dead man in a match that he would love to be in. It's right in his wheelhouse. A boneyard match. Oh yes, yes. YES, THIS IS YOUR MATCH TAKER, THIS IS FOR YOU. WHEN IT'S OVER, BECAUSE I SAID I WAS GOING TO BURY YOU, I GOT THE PERFECT PLACE PICKED OUT, THE PERFECT PLOT FOR YOU. AND IRONICALLY ENOUGH, IT IS THE SAME PLOT THAT MICHELLE McCOOL, YOUR WIFE, PICKED OUT WHEN SHE BURIED YOUR CAREER. (laughs)
2: two Spooky key scary matches scary for WrestleMania. wrestlemania you heard just then john cena versus the fiend and aj styles versus the undertaker both of which could play a part in the strangest looking wrestlemania ever now let's start with John Cena versus The Fiend. So we have heard over the last 24 hours uh, something rather interesting about this match. From the Gorilla Position, a trusted source online. They do a radio show uh, and they have uh, some connections and some sources within the WWE as well. And last night, Gorilla Position tweeted the following Apparently, John Cena versus The Fiend at WrestleMania will get a full blown movie treatment with a unique look and feel. Rumors suggest that a match will be shot on a closed set in a warehouse like House of Horrors. As long as there's no projections of cockroaches, I'm happy. I mean, if you're going to do WrestleMania pre-recorded behind closed sets... With no live audience, this is where you really have to get creative with some of the offerings as well. And it looks as if John Cena and The Fiend may become uh, the WWE's highest budget final deletion in history. This is going to be quite the happening. Something similar may be going on on the Raw brand as well. Last night, AJ Styles, as you heard, laid down the challenge to The Undertaker... For a Boneyard match. Now, we would have no idea of the stipulations of a Boneyard match. I'm sure more details will come as we get closer to it. But uh, what we know about the John Cena match right now would suggest that we could also be getting a movie treatment for The Undertaker and AJ Styles. I'm going to just punt this out there. I'm picturing a match in a graveyard. Full of shenanigans. I feel like that is where we're going to go. I feel like this is a good thing for WWE to be at least trying to do. They have put on wrestling shows in front of empty crowds and it's not the same vibe in any way, shape, or form. This is WWE trying to do something very different with WrestleMania 36 this year. Since there will be no live crowd, they are very reluctant to put on seven hours over two days. ...of wrestling matches in a ring. Because as we've seen from clips online... ...as we've seen from episodes of Raw and SmackDown and NXT... ...it's a little bit awkward. So they're finding creative ways around it. And you know what? I feel like that matches like Cena and The Fiend... ...in maybe a massive funhouse... ...that'd be amazing. Like a proper... colourful, fluorescent... ...evil funhouse... That could be a thing that they end up doing. Uh, But matches like that and matches like the Boneyard match uh, will actually allow Vince McMahon and company to do something they've always wanted to do. Vince McMahon always said that they make movies. They're in the sports entertainment business rather than a sport brand. They're a sports entertainment brand. And I feel like if you have the right people working on the sets, you could actually make some magic. They do have an ace up their sleeve. When it comes to putting these matches together, a guy in their back pockets by the name of Jeremy Borash. Jeremy Borash was one of the creative minds behind the the ultimate, the deletion, the final deletion behind the final deletion in Impact Wrestling. He was one of the people, along with Matt Hardy and a few others, that helped put these backstage bits together. So if they were to lean on Jeremy Borash a little bit to try and get some of the most out of this, you could genuinely make some magic. Now, I know this isn't the WrestleMania that any of us were expecting, and it changes shape every single day. But you know what? We may get something very, very different but something very, very intriguing come next weekend from AJ Styles and The Undertaker and John Cena and The Fiend. Bring few other WrestleMania notes. It looks as if the six-pack challenge for the SmackDown Women's Championship will now be a five-pack challenge. Dana Brooke has been removed from the match graphic at WWE.com. Match still includes Bailey, Lacey Evans, Tamina, Sasha Banks, and Naomi, uh, but Dana Brooke uh, is not on the graphic anymore. Another name that has been in consideration uh, for WrestleMania, obviously, was CM Punk. Uh, despite uh, his work for via WWE, via Fox, on the FS1 show, Apparently, the relationship between WWE and CM Punk is still very fraught, partly due to CM Punk's comments last year when he told the WWE to go suck a blood money covered dick in Saudi Arabia. That's going to upset the wrong people. Uh, WWE have occasionally left Punk out of plugs for WWE backstage as well. Uh, And there's been a few other things that have suggested there's some disarray. CM Punk, however, just continues to CM Punk, basically. Uh, He's been on Twitter talking about WWE stars begging to wrestle him. He's made comments about the crowds booing Roman Reigns. He really hasn't endeared himself uh, to the right people in WWE. And uh, it looks like Vince McMahon has been rubbed up the wrong way by it all as well. Ringside News say the following, uh, that we have learned that CM Punk's name only came up one time during WrestleMania planning. It was immediately shot down by Vince McMahon as he said Punk is quote not to be trusted and has serious issues. So if you were hoping for a CM Punk match in the next 12 months it's unlikely. It's very unlikely at this point. Also, the second location for WrestleMania possibly has been revealed. Joshua Colson on Twitter uh, tweeted a photo outside of Full Sail University uh, where there were WWE trucks and tour buses outside yesterday they could either be taping episode uh, episode the episodes of raw or the episodes of smackdown or possibly it could be the co-location of wrestlemania 36 we will find out very soon of course full sale is normally the home uh, for nxt that has been closed uh, due to the pandemic but again because it can be used as a a a closed-off studio set, WWE would be allowed to use it. So it could very well play a part at WrestleMania over next weekend. We will see. (coughs) Dave Meltzer is reporting on Wrestling Observer Radio that some WWE stars are refusing to travel to the Performance Center for tapings of Raw and SmackDown. Uh, Meltzer says Paige made the announcement by Skype regarding the women's title match because she didn't want to come and she was not one of those willing to come. There had been other people not willing to come, and WWE has been really good about it. They've said, if you're willing to come, fine, no problem. If you're not willing to come, fine, no problem. So they did the tape thing. Paige is one of those at risk uh, from uh, complications to do with the pandemic. She had emergency surgery just a couple of weeks ago, which would explain why she didn't want to be a part of SmackDown. Also, many other people have sort of taken voluntary self-isolation. They they don't want to be out and about in the world, as possibly spreading something that they may have and not be aware of, which makes perfect sense. A big nod to WWE for the way they put on Monday Night Raw this week. By moving the hard cam, it made everything feel a little bit more comfortable. You see, the last few weeks, Raw, as you know, has had the hard cam in the normal place which means you're just looking out at rows and rows of empty seats. Uh, AEW uh, led the way on this when they moved the camera so it was facing the stage, so you can't see uh, the rows and rows of empty seats. Uh, WWE have followed suit on this, and it made WWE Raw feel far more palatable Last night, we will talk about Raw and its palatability on the Cultaholic YouTube channel later on. Obviously, due to everything that is going on, uh, Mr. Pacitti has been reassigned to Friday Night Smackdown. So, I will be taking over Monday Night Raw graded duties from today. So, a uh, class will be in session via the internet a bit later on on our Cultaholic YouTube channel. And Ross Tweddle will still be here for a brand new episode of Raw graded a bit later on as well. Talking of AEW, as we did briefly just then, they have confirmed on Twitter that all episodes of Dynamite will now be broadcast behind closed doors until May the 13th at the earliest. Refunds are available for all the shows between now and then. So that's Philadelphia, Pennsylvania on April 22nd, not happening. Houston, Texas on the 29th, not happening. Uh, The Rio Rancho New Mexico on May 13th, that's not happening. And a few others as well. Uh, But although have been relocated reconvened and rescheduled and you can check all the details on AEW's website about when they will be. AEW however has not made an announcement yet regarding the status of Double or Nothing this is their pay-per-view for the 23rd of May in Las Vegas All the post Double or Nothing episode of Dynamite also in Las Vegas. We're kind of hoping the world may feel a little bit more back to normal come May. So they're not making any decisions on the pay-per-view until we get a little bit closer to it. Also tonight on Dynamite, we are going to see the A Mega Championship defended. Uh, the Blood and Guts match, as we talked about yesterday, not going ahead. For obvious reasons, safety to the performers. So that match is on the back burner until things get a little bit more back to normal. So Kenny Omega tonight, instead of being in the cage, is putting his title on the line against Sammy Guevara. It's the first time the AAA mega title has been defended on Dynamite. Second time it's been defended in AEW. It's a belt that Kenny has held since October. He beat Phoenix at Heroes Immortales and uh, he's defended it a couple of times here and there, but this is his third defence so far. Uh, it was meant to be against Laredo Kid at uh, Ray de Reyes this past weekend, but of course that has not happened. So it's on the line against Sammy Guevara tonight on Dynamite. Also tonight on Dynamite, we're going to see Cody on the commentary table. He tweeted, this Wednesday, I'm joining Tony Schiavone on commentary live for AEW Dynamite. I have a bad habit on commentary that I'll be totally leaning into and hopefully it turns into something fun for the fans watching at home. More info to come. We don't know if Excalibur or Jim Ross are going to be there. It could possibly just be Tony Schiavone and Cody since they are very keen to uh, strip back on personnel, but we will find out a bit later on tonight, won't we? Despite Japanese wrestling finally starting to get back to normal, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling have announced some cancellations for future shows. The Sakura Genesis show uh, slated for March 31st Sumo Hall, that is no longer happening, nor is the Don Taku show uh, for April the 11th at uh, Sagmahara. Uh, the statement says, we deeply apologise to fans who were looking forward to these events. Unfortunately, the health and safety of our fans, wrestlers and staff, as well as society at large, is our utmost concern and we will make announcements about events scheduled after April the 11th upon careful monitoring of the this developing situation something a bit more normal jim Cornette calling a wrestler a waste of flesh uh, this comes after joey janella shared footage of his social distancing match uh, from over the weekend and i loved it personally so the two wrestlers are doing all the holds and all the moves but there's about four feet between them you wait till you see joey Janela take a phantom Canadian destroyer. I thought it was great. Jim Cornette and Co. didn't agree. Uh, Cornette said, I can't, "I can't tell the difference between this and any of his other matches. A skinny goof with no talent versus a fat goof with no talent in front of no fans performing the sloppiest, worst attempt at playing pro wrestler anyone has ever seen. I.e., every time Nutella steps in the ring." I get the impression that Jim Cornette is not a fan of Joey Janela. <laughs> The Dark Side of the Ring Season 2 is underway. Episode 1 was all about the Chris Benoit tragedy and Canadian independent wrestler Tyson Dukes uh, tweeted out how honoured he was to have played Chris Benoit in the documentary. So if you were wondering after watching it, who played the role of Chris Benoit, uh, it was Tyson Dukes. He said it was an honour to play Benoit. I idolised him growing up. He is the reason I wanted to be a pro wrestler. To be a part of this was Surreal, and if you haven't yet, do check this out. He's actually made a couple of appearances for the WWE over the last few years. He was uh, part of the Cruiserweight Classic tournament in 2016. I think he's done a few other bits of the early noughties as well. We send our love to Ricky Morton, WWE Hall of Famer Ricky Morton. And he was chatting on his podcast about his recent diagnosis of Bell's palsy. He said, last Tuesday I woke up and got ready for the gym, went downstairs, had me a cup of coffee, and I noticed the coffee running out of my mouth. It really scared me. I ran in the bathroom and saw my face look disfigured. They told me it was brought on by stress and I have a touch of Bell's palsy. It looks like it's starting to clear up a little bit. I can shut my eyes and start talking. I just wanted to tell the wrestling world out there, if you see me, don't run off. I'm doing good. Physically wise, I'm great. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot,
0: my commentary partner for this season. It's Stu Bennett. Stu, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Joe. And what an honor it is to be here at NWA Power, the greatest single hour of weekly professional wrestling anywhere on the planet.
2: And what a show we have in store for you. And finally, former WWE superstar Stu Bennett slash Wade Barrett was the guest on Colt Cabana's Art of Wrestling podcast in the last couple of days. And, uh, He was very open about everything. Talked a lot about him getting into the business uh, as a wrestling fan growing up. And he was very open in talking about why he left the WWE. Here's a little preview.
0: By the time I got to 2015 and felt like, look, I've had these good waves. But now in 2015, I was sliding down the card and getting opportunities that I thought were kind of wasted um like i became king of the ring which sounds like it should be impressive mm-hmm. but what what it was followed up with was zero writing was you know 30 seconds of writing at the end of the the time me or oh, what are we doing with these two today i oh, just have them wrestle for three minutes and have this guy go over stew whatever yeah. yeah it was a realization that it doesn't matter what i'm doing here i'm completely out of control of this it's mm-hmm. um i'm waiting for one man to give it the thumbs up or the thumbs down yeah. and i'm spending my whole career waiting and hoping that I get a thumbs up next week and, and next week and next week. And how hard was the decision to to say I'm not re-signing him? Uh, it was a big one to get over at first because you've got to remember that I'd spent my entire adult life at that point wanting this and dedicating for this. And, and also, what the hell do you do after that? Yeah, when yeah, you yeah. walk out of wrestling, where do you go? It's yeah. not like, oh, yeah, well, the obvious career path after that is whatever. But and you were uh, just like, I just need to I, I, – Yeah, I, 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 was, so, I was so – I. I didn't even open the contract. I have the contract at home somewhere that they offered me and uh, it took me months to even open it and look what they offered me. I didn't care. It didn't matter because I wanted
2: out. You can hear the entire interview and check out hundreds of other incredible chats with some of the best uh, Colt Cabana's Art of Wrestling podcast. Search for it wherever you get your podcasts from. If you need stuff to listen to uh, whilst you're kicking back for a couple of weeks, I cannot recommend it to you enough. And that'll do it for your Cultaholic Wrestling News for Tuesday. Check out the Cultaholic YouTube channel right now because we have ranked every single European champion from worst to best. The only one I argue is, is D'Lo Brown. Feel like you should be higher. See what we're talking about on the video right now on the YouTube channel. And on the Cultaholic podcast feed later today, a brand new episode of the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown Review. Despite the fact that we are isolating, Matthew, Greg, and myself are together via the power of the internet watching some old wrestling. You're very welcome. I will speak to you tomorrow. Don't forget to join us. Love you, bye.